This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and this is a space where we talk about our favorite made-for-TV movie network movies. (laughs) I'm speaking of Hallmark, GAC, and Up TV. And for this episode, since half of the year has gone by, we are going to take inventory of the movies that we've received from Hallmark thus far and do what is called halftime highlights. Shout out to Chad from GAC Pod, I'm sorry, the Gak Yak Podcast for this idea for the name called Halftime Highlights. So I'm going to give you my top 10 favorite Hallmark movies so far this year. So these are my top 10 favorite Hallmark movies so far this year. Coming in at number 10, Welcome to Mama's. If you remember, that was the movie that concluded Love You Wary um, for Hallmark in February. And it was about an Italian chef whose kind of like matriarchal mentor passed away and gave her the restaurant that she worked at. And through it, she learns more. We as the viewers learn more about the the past, their relationship, so on and so forth. I don't want to redo the plot because I've done a review on it. Um, There should be a review up either YouTube or podcast. However, what I appreciated the most about this movie was the, you could feel the, the love of Italian culture. It was palpable. I could taste it. I could smell it. I could feel it. I could see it. All of my five senses were engaged as it pertained to Italy. And I really appreciated this from even the, the, the sound when they spoke Italian and they would go, you know, um, do a flashback. It was just wonderful. And I really appreciated it. As someone who has Italy in one of their top destination, you know, list, top destination spots, I really appreciated this movie for that. So, number 10 is Welcome to Mamas. Number nine, we have a movie starring Britt Bristow and Chris McNally, A Tale of Love. Now, what really stood out to me with this movie was the chemistry between Brittany and Chris. Chris played, a um, he was a, was it the army? I think his branch of service was. And he was back home to kind of tie some things up for his store or his parents' business or whatever. And Britt Bristow's character owned like a dog shelter that was being shut down or whatever. And they were trying to work together to save it. I didn't really care for the storyline. I wanted more. But like I said, the chemistry... Chris McFly, like Chris McNally became Chris McFly to me in this movie. He was much more forward than his other, like his character was much more forward than his other characters that he's played in other movies, in my opinion. And so I really, and I really appreciated that. And his wardrobe. (laughs) Yes. If you must know, I used to work at Express for a, a smooth and healthy four months. And I worked in the men's department and that developed in me a love of men's fashion and men's clothing. And you'll see that in my book, Chasing Wind. But I feel like that also contributed to my love for A Tale of Love. Was I never saw I never saw Chris dress like that. And I appreciated it. 
Number eight is Hidden Gems. I was greatly surprised by this movie. It was the first movie for Summer Nights of 2022. And quite frankly, it was one of the best enemies to lovers tropes that I've seen Hallmark do. My absolute favorite is Love on the Air. I feel like that was the most exquisite perfection piece of masterpiece of art. I know that makes no sense, but you know what I mean. (laughs) That movie was just perfection personified. And the enemies to lovers progression in this movie was dang close. Now, everything surrounding it, yeah, I could have done without. But again, the way they wrote, how they wrote the characters, um, their progress, like it was so real and natural. It was just beautiful. And I love, you could feel the banter. You could feel that they really didn't like each other. It didn't feel like they were acting. I was like, oh yeah, y'all don't like each other. And then, oh yeah, y'all like each other. Like, I could feel the affection. It was just well done. Well done. Well done. And that is the main driver that has hidden gems at number eight. Number seven. Butler's in love y'all okay so this was the movie that concluded the new year new movies lineup in january and i had zero to sub-zero expectations for this movie because i'm thinking really butlers i assumed it was going to be two butlers working in the same royal house or like ritzy ditzy house and then they fall in love and blah 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 so the premise was even shocking to me that it was about a young woman who always dreamed of being a butler and we see her going to butlery school and blah 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 But the thing that really like clipped the ending for me was because so we're with her shooting in the gym, right? We're praying and fasting and weeping and interceding and doing all this stuff so that she can get into the school so that she can pass. She gets to Scotland, a dream job of hers, and then come to find out she don't want to do it anymore. I'm just like, oh, give me my money back. Give me my energy back. Give me my time back. Return to send her everything that was sent to you. I was just thinking, what in the world? So that was that clipped the wings for me of the movie. But it was shot beautifully. I didn't appreciate that it was a fall movie being shown in the winter in the winter. And I was thinking, this is where all of Fall Harvest from 2021 was hiding. Because Butler's in Love was a fall movie. Don't Forget I Love You was a fall movie. The first wedding veil was like um a a glimpse of fall. And um, what was that other movie they showed? Where Your Heart Belongs had had um, had remnants of fall because it was a maple syrup farm or something like that. But it but it was also set in the spring. That was a conundrum all of its own. But I'm just thinking, what in the world? <laughs> what in the world? But in any event, the chemistry between the two, love. It was I like it kept my attention. Um, and I, I appreciated it. I really did. It was it was just incredibly interesting as a premise and as a storyline and as a plot. So I really appreciated Butler's in Love. And number six, ooh, this one right here. This one has the most bias of them all. And I will explain. The movie I'm talking about, The Perfect Parent starring Nazneen Contractor and Brennan Elliott. The single-handed reason why this movie is number six is because it was a winter movie shown in winter. There are some other supporting parts of it, but that is the main driver of why it's number six. I, I was just so happy that there was a winter movie shown in winter, and winter is my favorite season. 
well fall and winter are fighting for number one but I like so the fact that I actually got a cold weather movie during the cold weather I was I was hype about that Nazneen and Brennan's chemistry I enjoyed um, I thought they were endearing and darling and cute and adorable and even in their Facebook live you could see how Nazneen really enjoyed herself and you're like okay sis because she even said that that was her favorite kiss that she's that she's done was Brennan's so I was like okay sis kiss and tell why don't you kiss and tell but the her outfit the the, the tasting one his suit coupled with her dress ooh, wardrobe gets a 10 out of 10 for that one I think that's going to influence my color palette for the upcoming fall and winter. But in any event, the perfect pairing was perfect for me. And it comes in at number six. So let's do a recap of our top six. I mean, our our bottom five before we go into our top five. So at number 10 is Welcome to Mamas. Number nine is A Tale of Love. Number eight is Hidden Gems. Number seven is Butlers in Love. Number six is the perfect pairing. And then coming in at number five is a royal runaway romance. This by far was one of the, like, it felt, I, the royal movies from Hallmark is, was one of my favorite themes or genres, if we were to call it that within the Hallmark space, is the royal movies. Royal movies and cooking movies are my favorite type of Hallmark movies. And so we were getting another one. This time it was a princess instead of a prince, which I was okay with. I normally prefer a prince, but I'm okay with having a princess in a royal one. This one was incredibly modern, incredibly new, incredibly progressive. She was doing the daggone thing, our princess in this one. She was working what she had, if you know what I mean. And she knew what she had. And there were cute moments. It was a well done quality movie. Would I watch it again? I don't know. But I think I put it at number five because it was just like, it was just really good. Brandt is an incredible actor. I've watched many of his movies. Some not me not even knowing it was him. Um, so I liked, I enjoyed this one way better than I enjoyed Bigger Son. Um, but this yeah I just think it it didn't give me the je ne sais quoi feels you know the the kind of feels that I talked about last episode in the previous episode I should say so I that that's the only thing but Philippa Northeast and Brent Dougherty did the daggone thing I felt like there was this sunny haze over in terms of film quality if you look at it it was it was almost as if the whole thing was a dream and maybe that was their purpose. They did it deliberately. Who knows? But I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It oh, when she gave the um the end not the innkeeper the bed and breakfast owner the the jewelry the bracelet or whatever it was in the box. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh! Like that was a moment. That was a moment for me. Number four. I was incredibly shocked by this movie. This movie had me blushing and it was just super adorable and super cute. Romance to the Rescue starring Andrea Brooks and uh, Marcus Rosner. 
by far the best movie that came out of what was it april may the best movie that came out of may um marcus did his daggone thing i appreciated that he played a more shy guarded character because i feel like most of his characters are very confident sure of themselves forward sometimes even snarky but this was a different feel for him in my like from what i've seen in any way um and andrea was just so darn likable and i love the contrast between the two of them it was so beautiful watching that contrast between her lively bubbly vivacious personality that she brought to the that the character had um opposite his character i loved watching the two characters together and um the dog was just cute and even like oh oh you know you 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 want to know what it was for me the little moments where they would look at each other like the way he would look at her or the way she would look at him when the other wasn't looking or it's the little things for me that was it enjoyed the mess out of it cute and i think it also lended itself because it was because in may we got a lot of bad ones was not good was not a good month for hallmark in may quite possibly the second worst month of the year in terms of movie january was by far the worst but uh yeah remains to the rescue all right let's get into the top three. Oh my gosh okay coming in at number three wedding veil legacy y'all 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 victor webster and allison sweeney and maddie finocchio did the daggone thing oh my gosh we have the banter we have the fast paced we're like maddie finocchio that his character in this movie is possibly one of my favorite supporting characters in fact if not my personally my favorite supporting character he he made himself almost like a part of the ensemble it wasn't like oh he's just the friend or the work husband like no he's a part of the like he's one of the main characters i was just looking and waiting for him to come back on screen i and i love the dynamic between allison's what's her tracy tracy and the work husband like their dynamic was perfect and i forget victor what's his name nick i forget i think it's nick let's just say it's nick nick and tracy their dynamic even their meet cute like it was just perfect and it was this by far exceeded the other two wedding veils in my opinion it was strong even though there probably was some weight what's or um you know things didn't pan out right i think i was more swept away by the chemistry and the banter than anything with this movie so wedding veil legacy did it for me did it for me did it for me number two Mm. all i have to say is baby (laughs) caribbean summer i mean sir darius blaine and heather hemmins was going on this movie was perfect it was perfect i i mean there wasn't a feel which is why I gave it a 4.5. But if there were cheesy feels, oh, this would have been a five out the park, out of the park, out of the baseball field. We're in another district. We're in another city. Um, this was so 
I felt like I was watching some friends. <laughs> this movie was so cool. It was so cool. This, the, the, the character, I kind of get myself together. The way they interacted with each other looked so dang natural. The way he would hold her, the way they looked at each other, the way they flirted with one another. Um, I'm just thinking, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. I'm like, whoa. Oh, oh, baby. (laughs) That's how I feel about this movie. Do y'all remember that scene when they were cooking and he tasted it after she added the extra spice? He said, baby. That will forever be how I will describe this movie. I got to say it one more time for the Holy Ghost. Bye bye. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, and and now. Now we get into our favorite movie of 2022. And I have to talk like this because the, the movie warrants it. I forget the actors because they are new to Hallmark. Just one kiss. Sorry, I muted myself to sneeze. (laughs) Just one kiss. Just one kiss. Y'all, it was as if I could wear a fur coat with gloves up to my elbows. Donning jewelry from the 1920s, sitting down with a martini glass of let's do cranberry juice this time. Sitting and listening to a crooner at a jazz club, it was perfection. This was a perfect example, and I talked again about this last um, in the previous episode. The new feels that, that it was just like, whoa, this movie was perfect. I was just like, whoa. This movie was perfect. It really was. I mean, there really is no qualms about it. No questions, no addendums, no footnotes, endnotes, nothing. This movie was perfection. And that's really all I have to say about that. (laughs) So let's recap, shall we? Number 10. Welcome to Mama's for me. Number 9. A Tale of Love, number eight, Hidden Gems, number seven, Butlers in Love, number six, The Perfect Pairing, number five, Royal Runaway Romance, number four, Romance to the Rescue, number three, Wedding Veil Legacy, number two, Caribbean Summer, and number one, Just One Kiss. You guys, that's going to do it for me for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, YouTube channel, and follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram and Facebook. And also, let me know what your top 10 are. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you're able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. Rattle off your top 10 to me. Let me know what it's hitting for. And I will play it here on the podcast. So, um, enjoy the Christmas movie this weekend. We have Kevin McGarry and Kayla Wallace 
kicking it off with my grown-up Christmas list. So I hope you enjoy. Merry Christmas in July to you. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.